Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, everyone. I am so happy to be with you. Um, I am pre-recording this video. It will air next week on Thursday, so it'll be Thursday when you're watching this. The reason I had to pre-record, I'm excited to share if you haven't seen already, I have my level one IFS training this week, April 24th, and it's a, it's a full day, nine to six kind of ordeal over the whole week, and it's several weeks this year, and by the end of August, I'll be a level one practitioner. So without a whole lot of further ado, I want to launch into today's topic, and I'm really excited about this topic, and possibly I'm a little bit fearful about putting it out there because I can imagine it's just going to trip a few people's triggers. But I want to talk a little bit about humility and empowerment, and I want to talk about the ways that they actually overlap and the way that when you fail to set boundaries, you're not actually being humble. You think you're being humble. And let me unpack all of this because this is a really different and unique way of looking at humility and understanding it. I learned this way of looking at humility through practicing Musar, which is a Jewish spiritual practice. And one of the first lessons that they teach in Musar is about humility. And humility in this, in this worldview in Hebrew is anava. And it means something along the lines of occupying your place. And you don't just occupy your place, you fully inhabit your place. You occupy all of the space that is yours to fill and only the space that is yours to fill. And it's really hard if you come from a different perspective on humility or the very common Western perspective of humility that says humility is about making yourself smaller and smaller and smaller. It's really hard to understand that in this context of humility, you actually must occupy space. There is space that is yours to occupy. And different people have different amounts of space based on their role in the world, their stage of life, their development, etc., So some people are leading organizations and they have to take up bigger amounts of space in organizational decision-making, for example. But we all have to take up space. We all occupy some space in the world, physically, psychically, energetically. And you have to take up all of your space and fill it completely in order to be truly humble, in order to truly practice the character trait of humility, of anava. You must fill up your space. If you fail to fill it up, if you try to make yourself too small, smaller than you ought to be, that's actually a lack of humility. That's not being more humble. That's being less humble. And I'm I'm talking about humility. And I know this is a really touchy subject, especially for a lot of women, because women more so than men get chastised for being prideful, for being too much, for being too loud, for taking up too much airtime. There have been studies that show that in a mixed group of people, If men and women actually speak 50% of the time, the perception will be that women spoke more than 50% of the time. When women speak 40% of the time, they are perceived as speaking about equally to men. So we have a lot of perception bias in this. 
And we have a lot of difficulty with women taking up the space they're meant to take. I think personally that that shows up in things like anorexia and weight disorders and the cultural obsession with thinness. We really want women to take up less space. And what I'm saying is if you're going to fit into that mold, that actually isn't humility. And humility isn't necessarily easy when you're in a culture that says you should only take up the space they're willing to give you. Because that's not true humility. True humility is occupying your full and rightful space. Nothing more and nothing less. And it's in that perspective that I personally find humility to be deeply empowering and to put a responsibility on me and to give me the power to push back against social messaging that tries to make me less than what I am, that tries to shut me down. It helps me push back on relationships where someone might want to shut me down. Someone might want to want to say, oh, you shouldn't, you don't really have a space because I know I have space and you have space. And when you take that in deeply, that in order to be genuinely a, a humble person, you must occupy space. What that means First of all, this is not a path of self-negation. You have to take up space. You don't negate your space on the planet. You inhabit it fully. But in order to fully occupy it, you're going to have to set boundaries with people who try to crowd into your space, with people who overstep their space and are crowding into your space. You are going to have to set those boundaries. And this concept of humility empowers you to do that. In fact, it says you must do that. You must not let other people occupy your space. That's yours and you must inhabit it fully. So how does this path of humility, when it comes to taking up space, help in relationships? Well, I want to say, first of all, yes, I'm saying humility is empowering. I'm saying humility mandates that we have good boundaries, that we know ourselves, we know our needs, we know what our space is. We know what we need in terms of sleep, good nutrition, exercise, alone time, friendship. We know how much we really can give and tolerate before we start to feel depleted and we set boundaries around it. When you humbly accept that you have a limit and you have a boundary, when you humbly accept that you have needs, you have emotional needs, you have needs for food, you have needs for all manner of things, when you humbly accept that you have needs, you are much freer and much more empowered to set a boundary. So it's important in relationships. And I run into this situation with women that I'm coaching all the time. They have difficulty with boundaries at work. They have difficulty with boundaries with significant others, difficulty with boundaries with friends. And when they start to learn this perspective about humility as mandating boundaries, it gets a lot easier for them to say, oh, okay, it's okay that I have needs. This is normal. I have needs. I'm going to accept this and I'm going to set a boundary. It's okay to set the boundary because we've gotten this cultural message and especially in dysfunctional families, it seems the message always is don't take up too much space. Don't be needy. Don't require attention from parents who are already struggling just to get through the day because of their own drama. Don't take take up space. And what this path says is you must. And that means all kinds of things. So I work with clients who are struggling in their work. They work in service professions and they're being asked to take on more and more and more of a workload to compensate for organizations and agencies that don't fund appropriately and don't staff appropriately. 
Realistically speaking, nobody is an endless fountain of emotional giving. Nobody's an endless fountain of intellectual energy. We all have limits and accepting your limits allows you to set a boundary that works for you and contains and protects the you that you are so that you actually can provide excellent services and excellent work products in your workspace. Similarly, when some of my clients are in my inten- my mindful dating intensive program, they'll start dating towards the tail end and they might find that pretty soon they're in a different energetic space and they're like in their power and it's attracting people in and it's attracting people in in a really unique way. And the people that, that they're attracting in are super enchanted with them and want more of them than maybe my clients are ready to give because as they start dating, um, they realize, oh, okay, these are the opportunities I have to deal with these triggered parts. This is the opportunity I have to practice something new and practice something new means I need to slow down while I do it. And this person over here really wants me to speed up. And so I'm coaching them quite a bit at a time to fully occupy their space, to just honor that they have a limit, they have a boundary, and to express it beautifully and compassionately for the other person on the other side of that boundary, but to accept in all humility that they cannot possibly meet this other person's demands, nor should they. It's not really their job. And this is this is like another key secret. Even if theoretically you're being paid to provide a service to somebody, it's not your job to be an all-need meter. You are not here to meet everybody's need. You're not here to meet all of your employer's needs. You're not here to meet all of your clients' needs, your patients' needs, or what have you. You're definitely not here to meet all of your partner's needs. They're not here to meet all of your needs either. What you must do is accept that you have limits. When you stay within these limits, you're going to be more likely to find a partner who is delighted with who you are as you express yourself fully and as you do the self-care that you need to do to be your best self. If you're not in a place to set limits, you're likely to overextend yourself. And once you get overextended from an IFS perspective, you have a lot of parts then that get triggered and get riled up. And those parts are going to wreak havoc ultimately in your relationship. And it's definitely, it's not going to be off on a good start and it's going to not end well either. So I'm going to encourage you to have the humility that you need to accept that you have limits, to have the humility it takes to fully inhabit the space within those limits, to let people know that they can't go this far because they're taking too much out of you and they can't. And here's the limit. Here's the boundary. And to know that as you're setting those limits, you're not being arrogant. You're not being mean. You're not being rude. You're being humble. You are a humble, lowly little physical organism in this vast, enormous universe. And you have a limit to what you can give. You are not the universal source of all goodness. And it's okay to say no. It's okay to set that boundary. So that, when I shared this with a client just a few days ago who is struggling with this with her professional life, um, and we're working together in private coaching, when we worked on this, she found this super, super empowering. And it really turned things on her head because she had gotten the opposite message her whole life that if she set boundaries, she wasn't being humble. And so she felt she could never say no. And this bled into her work life so that she was greatly over overworked in her job. And now as she's making a big transition in her career, she's getting this clarity that she not only 
can say no and can set limits, but she must. She must honor her limitations because the reality is putting other people ahead of yourself doesn't serve you and it ultimately doesn't serve them either because you don't want to let people ever get the misperception that you're the source of what they need. You could possibly want be one like portal through which divine source can manifest, but you're not the only portal and you're not the only one. And actually, when you honor needs in that sort of reactive way that says you're wrong if you say no and you must or terrible things will happen, you're sort of buying into a scarcity mentality. And that scarcity mentality ultimately is going to do you in and it's it's not going to serve like the planet or other people around you as a whole. When you say, I have this, this is, I'm occupying my full space and this is what I can give without compromising myself, my integrity and my wellness. I can give this much. And you know, I'm really confident that the source of everything can also meet your needs. And there, I'm not the source of all the stuff. I, I'm just someone who can bring some of it. You empower people to find other sources and other avenues to access the energy, the resources, the uplift, the mindset, the support the caring, the intellect, the ideas, the products, you empower them to find what they need in this universe. And you empower them to stand on their own two feet, which is really important. If you're creating a partnership, it might sound like I'm saying that you're never there for your partner. And that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying you're there. And you also have those boundaries. Because at the end of the day, boundaries matter. You have to have them and you have to be humble enough to set them and establish them and stand for them, which sounds like not humility. It sounds like courage. And believe it or not, these are like the two flip sides of the same coin, right? If courage is going back to its original French, having what it takes to speak your heart, your truth, that can feel pretty vulnerable. It can look vulnerable. Really what it is, is an outrageous amount of strength and courage to say, yep, I know my truth. Here's my truth. I can go this far and no farther. You must look elsewhere for those things because self-care is important. The model that you set when you take care of yourself is one that other people are always watching. And when you are caring for yourself and you're being your best self and you're out there being the best version of yourself, you liberate other people around you to care for themselves, to nurture themselves, to do their own inner work, to set boundaries where they need to because they're being drained. So this is what I wanted to speak with you about today is how humility can be really empowering, how humility can actually empower you to set boundaries in ways that are life-giving for you and those around you. I am really curious how this resonates or how this sits with you. So please, if you get a chance, would you please drop me a comment in the comment box below Or if you found this inspiring, would you please share it? I would love to know that you are resonating with this, that this is helping you think differently about boundaries, about humility, about empowerment, and about what it means to be humble in a way that encourages you to take up your full and rightful space. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of 5 Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. 
Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.